0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Unmotivated Habits podcast. Before we get into it, I'd like to again thank everyone for listening and sharing the podcast because it has helped immensely so far. If you haven't already, please go and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. That does more to spread the word than anything else. Um, I'm jam-packed with recordings this week, so stay tuned. There's going to be a bunch of new episodes releasing in the coming weeks. Uh, Additionally, I'll be recording some of the episodes on Twitch, so if you're interested in watching an episode live and uncut, head over to twitch.tv slash Zwift, Z-W-I-F-T, and uh, give me a follow there, and you'll get notified when we go on air. Um, I hope everyone enjoys listening to this episode as much as I did recording it, because Um, I've already instituted some of the lessons I learned and I made a nice creamy penne with beef strips and asparagus and it was delicious so if you like cooking I I know you'll like this episode so with all of that out of the way please enjoy and uh, head over to unmotivatedhabits.com if you want to drop me a line and suggest episodes in the future. Precious, thank you very much for coming on to uh, my podcast. It's great to have a fellow podcaster on here. Um, Where are you calling in from? I I was trying to find out where you were located, but I I didn't see it in the profile.
1: (laughs) So I'm actually located in Dover, Delaware right now.
0: Oh, not too far away. I'm right up in New Jersey.
1: Okay, cool. What part?
0: I am in South Jersey, so right outside of Philadelphia, not too far at all.
1: Okay, cool, cool. I used to live in New Jersey, um, around uh, McGuire Air Force Base. Um, yeah, just north of so here, not too was... far. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I had a question. You mentioned that you uh, you're a, are you are or you were a Division One athlete.
1: Um, I was. So I was a track athlete in college, and I had graduated just last year.
0: Okay, so that that leads to a question. I kind of I ask all the athletes i've had on here so you graduated last year um it's still a little bit fresh i'm a former athlete myself coming off i'm i've it's i'm a few years removed now you're you're just removed from it now is has it been an issue to you know fill that void that athletics had for so long um are you still competing in anything and if not is it is it tough to step away
1: um most definitely so I actually ended my D1 athlete career quite early. Um, I only competed my um, freshman and sophomore year and a little bit of my junior year. I am a javelin thrower, and so I had actually turned my, uh, I tore my ACL. Um, And then as soon as I uh, had a year of rehab, uh, my first meet back, I... For another ligament in the same knee. Oh my God. So it just came, yeah. So it just came to a point where, um, you know, I knew that I wasn't going to be a competitive Olympian. Uh, so I had to just step away and figure out something else. But I think um, t- with talking to my other uh, track friends and other people who did sports and then my own um, testimony as well, I think that there is this void. Um, because I don't think people truly understand what it means to be a D de- like it, just an athlete in general. Mm-hmm. It takes up hours of your day. You have to get up for 7 a.m. practices, you go in later in the afternoon for weightlifting, you think about the food that you need to eat and certain how much sleep you need to get and all these other things revolve around your practice time and your fitness level and all these different things. And so to have that commitment suddenly kind of gone. It's like this ridiculous amount of time that you're like, wow, like, what do, what do I do now?
0: Exactly. You know? yep. And
1: um, it's it's very interesting that transition because at first, it's, I think everybody goes through this sort of depression. I don't know if it's like, it's not necessarily super intense. It's kind of just like a sense, like an emptiness, you know, like, because yeah. it did pick up. It was like your whole life and you trained to that, to get to that moment. And now the moment passed, you know, and so now you have to figure out what exactly do you want to do. And I think some people go in that same fitness direction and like, okay, well, I'm still going to work out and go to the gym or train because you go from lifting as heavy as you can to, you know, be a prime athlete to suddenly, you know, like, hmm, do I have to go to the gym today? You know, like it's (laughs) like this weird And And then my mom told me about like how... When she was in college, she was a roommate with uh, a girl who was in track. And after they graduated, you know, she like transitioned, like she, you know, just didn't stop working out completely, you know, and gained a lot of weight and had to figure out how to go back to running because it's like you could either go the opposite path of just well, now I have a break and now I don't have to do anything. It's (laughs) a weird balance.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I I have experienced. I'm sorry that your career had to end due to injury. That's that's never um any fun. I actually had the same situation. I I was a rugby player. Um I played overseas for a bit and then I got a a really bad concussion and it was mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. I tried to come back. I I started training and then I'd get headaches and I realized, you know what? I think um I think that might be it for me and you described yeah. the whole transition process perfectly it's it's not like an immediate um an immediate oh what do i do now it's just it starts to you, it starts to creep in like oh wow i have all this my life used to revolve around this one thing and that thing is that thing is gone now <laughs> and you slowly try to incorporate other things to fill that void but it's tough i feel like i'm still um in many ways i feel like i'm still trying to fill that void and that's kind of what the whole Um, podcast idea. That's how that came to me because I I was trying with so many different things. And then I thought, you know, what? let me just share these ideas with other people and that might help. And it it certainly has. Um, And I wanted to ask you about that in terms of your podcast, because I saw you've been doing it for um, over a year now and you have so many episodes. You've covered so many um, great topics and I, I should probably lead off by letting you explain the podcast a little bit, but Um, I wanted to to ask you if that has helped in any way, not necessarily just in sports, but um, in life. Has has the podcast uh, expanded you in any way?
1: Yeah, most definitely. So I have a podcast called Precious the Foodie. And originally, it started off, um, I always knew that I wanted to be a chef in some shape of the word in my career. And um, I knew that in college. And while I was in college, I actually had a house. I rented a house and so um, I had the opportunity to have my own vegetable garden and I had a couple of fruit trees. It was really amazing. Wow! But I noticed that, um, (laughs) I noticed that when I threw like house parties, you know, for the college life or whatever, my friends would come over and they're like, oh, what is this? Like, what are these herbs? And like, what is this for? Because I have like all (laughs) kinds of stuff, like oregano, basil, like four different types, like all kinds of stuff. Because that's what I'm really passionate about. And so I would explain it to them and I'd have them like touch it and try it. And then I'd cook meals and they just ask me all of these questions. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I seem to know like a decent amount about just general things. Why don't I start like the podcast show to answer these generic questions that most yeah, people yeah. have and um, I'll just answer it on the show. And yeah, that's, um, that's I quickly, re- I <laughs> Oh, sorry. No, I said, that's yeah, great. I
0: love it. You knew your passion.
1: Yeah, it worked out for a little bit, um, for a couple of months. And then I realized that like, even though I enjoyed it, like it's very difficult to talk about, like, I don't know, the seven different types of grains of rice, you know, even though <laughs> I think that's really interesting, it may not be interesting to a generic audience and it's very difficult. And then most people don't care, you know, white and brown rice, or sometimes jasmine is like good for most people, you know? Yeah. Um, But that's just one example. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, I think that like um, everyone eats food and most people enjoy it. However, I really love food on the grander spectrum of what it actually means. So like whether that be on the cultural side of your heritage or where based on where you're from, also people have a different relationship with food in relation to um Obesity rates and dieting culture and for us like you we would know like athletes the necessary mm-hmm. like to consume all this protein and like all this Pseudoscience, but also there's like yeah. legitimate science and it's just so hard to like navigate through all of that and so I really wanted to Talk about serious issues through the medium of food Because I think everybody has their a unique journey background story to tell Um, but I think I find that when people talk about their childhood meal that their mom cooked or um, something that reminds them of home and centers them, I find that it makes it a lot more relatable. So when my friend, um, uh, Partha, who's from India, and he was talking about how his mom made a rice dish with vegetables and stews and things like that. That's far more interesting than me just talking about it for an hour, you know? Sure. So yep. I kind
0: of
1: I kind of um think I grew into that space. And so you asked me if um like I grew like uh, if I learned anything creating this podcast show. I think I really fell in love with um storytelling and really connecting with other people and especially during this time with the coronavirus you know we're mm-hmm. so isolated and you know in our own area areas right now inside of our homes, and it's very humbling and very reassuring being able to talk to all of these people all over the world and they kind of have this same sort of feeling you know
0: yeah it makes yeah, it, it makes us
1: feel kind of more whole
0: yeah, I think my wife and I have we've rediscovered our uh, we used to cook all together all the time, and we kind of lost it for a while. But through the quarantine, we kind of rediscovered that. It's been one of the the great benefits for us actually, is to get that back. And um, as you mentioned, some food kind of gives people that connection to home. I couldn't agree more because my wife and i we um we we were living out in California for a few years. and then uh, we came we moved back home last year. and it's just been. You forget how much food means to you. Like the the food from home. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for us, it's um, cheese steaks and pizza and all the bad <laughs> food that New Jersey and Philadelphia have to offer. But there really is some some kind of crazy connection to that food you grew up with. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's I couldn't nostalgia. agree more with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It's something because I think it's deeper than that, you know, it's like a labor of love. So mm-hmm. for me, like when I think of a really good de- dish, I think of Thanksgiving and how my grandmother always made like the best mac and cheese and stuff like that. It's like <laughs> attached to a memory. And that's what I just really love about food in general. I I love that um, experience working in restaurants, you know, like people come to celebrate their birthdays, anniversaries all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it's like, you're a piece of that memory, you
0: know? Yeah. And every, every holiday you get together with your family, you know, there's going to be those foods there. You look forward to it for months beforehand for me anyway. (laughs) Um, Exactly. has, Has cooking as, as far as actually doing the cooking, has cooking always been as far as far back as you can remember? Have you, have you enjoyed the cooking aspect of it?
1: So, um, It's definitely changed and evolved over time. Like I used to, looking back now, it's kind of a little bit of a joke, but like when I was younger, like second grade, you know, they always ask you like, hmm, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told people like stone face, like, you know, I want to work at Red Lobster. Like that was my (laughs) dream job. (laughs) um, I love it. But but obviously, as I got a little bit older, I grew up watching, um, food network and I really and TLC and I really loved um cake boss and I'm like you know what like I love art let me be a pastry chef like that's super cool to build those like really intricate cakes you know out yeah, of yeah. anything and I thought that was super cool and then it wasn't until I got to college and for some reason I wanted to um try being vegan for like 3 months or something like that yep. and so I really had to be innovative on how to cook. And, um, I wasn't really interested in culinary until that moment. And I'm like, you know what? Culinary is actually kind of cool too. And so now I just, even though I specialize in baking and pastries, like I make really like my favorite thing to make is breads and, um, mm. cakes and pies and stuff. Like now I really love the culinary aspect. And so I would say I'm fairly new to culinary in general, but, um, I think I, I don't know. I, I, I learn a little bit more each day. So that's, that's my favorite part.
0: Well, if you're calling yourself fairly new, (laughs) there's no hope for me because I look through your, I was looking through your Instagram and saw some of the stuff you make and it's just, it looks amazing. And I've been trying to cook for, it seems like forever. And I'll, I'll have the occasional like meal or, or cake or something that turns out um, okay or maybe even good, but there's just so many duds in there. (laughs) I can't. I can't really nail it down. So I wanted to ask you on the topic of, um, you know, my podcast, trying to get incrementally better at things. What are some of the strategies you use to to get better at, at you know, baking, cooking, um, all of it, like to be more, cons- to be a better, consistent cook? Because my wife and I will cook. She's much better than me. But it's something I really would like to improve on. And I just can't seem to do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so when you think of, when I think of cooking and baking, so baking is all chemistry. So when it says one teaspoon, it means one teaspoon, not like a teeny (laughs) tiny bit more. No, like you have to like measure it out to the grain of sugar. Like it literally Mm -hmm. has to be like that. And it's so tedious. A lot of people really don't like baking. However, once it turns out, it turns out, beautiful you know so baking if you need something to get your mind off things and to really focus i recommend baking baking so great for that cooking however is about attentiveness and tasting and paying attention so it's like building throughout and so what i recommend um actually starting back to what you mentioned before how you said that like um Some people are at different levels than others. I recently discovered, you know, like um, there's a difference between being a chef and cooking all these elaborate, beautiful meals every single day. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between that and being a home cook. And so being a home cook is enjoying the simple things that you enjoy. And it doesn't have to be the most beautiful, immaculate. It just has to taste good. And it can be really easy. And so I recently discovered that, and it takes away this pressure to make everything absolutely perfect every time because it's just for you and your wife to enjoy. Yeah. And when you realize that, it become it can it can be as simple as a really great stew that you enjoy. It could be something as simple as avocado toast with some salt. It, you know, it can be as simple as yeah. that. You know, yeah. so I think understanding that really can take away the pressure.
0: That something does help. That there's recommend. a lot of things I, I can cook. Avocado toast I can do. <laughs> That's
1: what I think. So um and something and something that I always recommend is to try out a new recipe. And it may seem like a lot at first, but one to, to learn how to cook, you have to just try out a recipe that you think is interesting. And then once you know how to make it, you can alter it how you enjoy it. So that an example would be like spaghetti. I think that's pretty basic, you know, like a meat sauce yeah. and you can even get it from a jar, noodles, whatever. But let's say you like garlic, you know, or you like oregano or you like basil. Um, you can add a little bit of that in there or you can add a little bit of chilies because you're like, you, your food's spicier. It's like thinking about all those different things that you like and personalizing it. But you can do that with a chicken parmesan or you can do that with a lasagna, you know? So it's finding that really good balance knowing how to do something really well and then identifying flavors to make it your own. And yeah, something that I really recommend. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, go No, you go ahead. You finish.
1: <laughs> um, I was going to say like, if um, one show that I really fell in love with, like I know a lot of people have Netflix right now and are, have been binging since quarantine, but um, there's this show called um, salt fat acid heat by Samin Nostrat. She's absolutely amazing. Her energy will just make you laugh, I think. And there's four episodes. And she gives you a really thorough breakdown of the simplicity of cooking really great food. And so if you're just getting started, I recommend watching The Hour. And you'll learn so much just from watching that, I think.
0: I will definitely check that one out. And um, I do – the your whole – that That whole method is great because I actually have it makes sense. I have this one recipe that i I cook really well. It's a chili recipe, and I've just been I have it written down and then I'll try different things. and if I like it, I'll alter the recipe. If not, I'll stick to the original. And I've just been altering it every time I go. and um if mm-hmm. I could eat if I could eat chili every night, I'd be a great chef. but and I could, but my <laughs> wife my wife unfortunately would not like that. And uh, I also exactly. like the good. I like the good crockpot meal because you just throw everything in there and, and let it cook for a while. But I uh, can only do exactly. that so often as much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I, I think I recommend. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, you go ahead.
1: Oh, oh, I was just gonna say that's That's so good that you're doing that. You know, just be, I think, to be a better cook, you know, like, like with anything with any sort of training, just make it make an intentional effort. Like, let's say one meal a week, we'll try something new. And you know, it could be a fun thing. And if it flops, you'll know what you did wrong. And then you can just try again, you know, so it's a little bit, you have to make it like fun. You know, no pressure.
0: Yeah, I thought that a minute ago, when you said that I thought, you know, what I'm going to add to my routine is one, my wife and I will cook one new recipe a week. And that's manageable. That's very doable. Um That that is something I'm definitely going to add to my, uh, unmotivated habits philosophy. So I want to thank you for that. That's definitely something we're going to try. Um, uh, my wife actually said, can you ask her if she'll get on a video call with us and, uh, walk us through a recipe. So maybe that could be a future episode as well. She would love that. <laughs> yeah. I um,
1: love that. Anytime. That'd be great. I
0: wanted, I wanted to ask you about one of your Instagram posts, which is kind of unrelated. Um, I'm not sure when it was, I was just looking back through it, but it was a post that said, um, loving my mo- my new morning routine and I saw a book with some notes in it and a coffee and it looks like a donut in there. Um, can you explain that morning routine? And are you still doing it?
1: Um, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> I think it was a moment. Um, so I over the past few months, um, I've definitely been my morning routine always changes because I needed something that was productive, but then also like something that I enjoyed. And I found myself, I, I feel like with many people, I wake up and I scroll through Instagram for like two hours and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, let me go make my cup of coffee. And I felt like my morning was just, just taking too long because then it'd be yeah, like yeah. noon. And I'm like, Oh, well I haven't done much yet. <laughs> and so, um, I think my incentive is I used to work at Duncan as like a side side job to mm-hmm. make some extra money because I'm I'm going to culinary school soon and oh, so great. I'm like you know what let me just bring home um, six do- like a half dozen donuts and then so I have something to look forward to as soon as I get up like I'll have a donut a cup of coffee I'll get my morning reading done because um, I've been trying to clear a lot more books lately and I'm mm-hmm. like okay chapter done, cup of coffee, and a donut. Like, I think that's a really good combination to get moving, you know? And I don't turn on my phone until all three of the steps are done, you know? And so that's where that picture was inspired from. Unfortunately, there's no more donuts. I don't think that was the healthiest breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) um but the reading is still active and the coffee is still active so
0: that's good yeah i I try to set myself a rule i i do my morning journal i get my coffee and uh and read a little bit and i i don't touch my phone until then so i i agree if you if the first thing you do is reach for that phone you might be in trouble just it's just a, a time waster that you can't escape it's, uh, mm-hmm. but if you at least get some things done before that, you feel productive and it might keep you off the phone a little bit after that. So I like that morning yeah, that's routine, true. minus, like you said, <laughs> minus the donut. But um, <laughs> I'm no better. I, I get a donut a lot of mornings. I, I walk over to Duncan, though. So I try to walk off the calories.
1: That's good. That's some really good incentive. You know, like, no, I was just bringing them home. You know, they, <laughs> you know when, you, when you work there, they're free, which doesn't help you, you know? So yeah. Goodness. Yeah.
0: If I brought home 6 Dunkin donuts, there's no way that would last 6 days. It would last it through the afternoon <laughs> at best. <laughs> so, I admire your ability to even have them over the course of a few days. That's impressive.
1: That's true. That is, thank you. I I it was a it was a it was a double edged sword, clearly. <laughs> I realized very quickly that this wasn't very efficient at all. So, I was yeah. like you just got to cut that off
0: (laughs) yeah well I admire the effort and um we are we're right at the end of our time so before um before you go could you tell everyone um everywhere on the internet they could find you so they can find your podcast find your youtube your instagram all that
1: yeah sure you can find everything um under the name precious pioneer um I have uh, podcast called precious to foodie but I also have a sub podcast that recently launched a couple days ago um, called uh, precious pioneer audio experience so that's all of uh, the special insights to different guests that I talk to and some uh, blog posts tutorials and different things like that so it's been a lot of fun creating uh, content in general so you can just find everything underneath that name
0: Excellent. And thank you so much for coming back on or coming on. I'd love to have you back on um, because I have a lot more questions I'd like to ask about cooking. And uh, as I mentioned, <laughs> if we ever want to do a video, a, a live video show, I'm all in and my, my wife would love it as well.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Just shoot me your information. I'd love to love that opportunity to meet up again.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon.
1: No problem. Bye bye. Have a good rest of your weekend.
0: You as well. Goodbye.